and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, Broncos country, let's ride, and Eric Fry. Yeah, and you, you know, you're, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's up, everybody? I'm back. Who's that? I'm here. Oh. It's Travis. Travis Sparks. Remember me? Oh, hey. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? That's right. I'm back in. I'm better than ever here on a a Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, whatever you're celebrating here. We're here to help you celebrate here on this November 7th, 20 and 23, already the 7th already i think it's pinot noir day too by the way so get yourself a glass pinot noir yes Hmm. interesting not a big wine person myself yeah. but uh that's neither here nor there as i'm uh, back here on the show travis sparks eric fry hanging out with you we're hanging out with you for the next hour here on espn radio of course and of course we got a lot to, to uh, dive into uh, lots of uh, things to unleash on you as uh, coming up here in uh, the uh, program got some uh, major league of baseball offseason and news and uh, notes we're already off and running with the offseason as hey the rangers they did it they won the world series mm-hmm. they already have the parade yep i've been away so long you, you you've been in the vacuum you they've just, won the par- they've won they've done, got the parade moved on free agency's happening and free agency started like your cardinals already made a trade travis like i know it's uh it's it wild there's a big it's one wild out big there trade. oh huge uh could be uh, season changing yeah it definitely is it definitely <laughs> is <laughs> we'll get into all the uh baseball news uh as of late and we'll take a look at some uh potential signings for free agency mm-hmm. as well since we're already off and running on that. And we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball stuff from uh, last night, already off and running uh, the uh, tip-off of college basketball for the first official games. It was underway last night, had some upsets, both in the men's and women's world, Mm -hmm. and also the Illini pulled off of their first victory of the uh, season as well. Wasn't pretty in the first half, but that's okay. We covered the spread. That, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. 26 and a half was the spread. We won by 28. So that is the most important thing there to some people. And uh, so 
uh, we'll hit up on uh, some uh, of uh, that as well as uh, some of the game on a Saturday as well for the Illini for football. Mm-hmm. Pulled out a W against Minnesota. How about that? Dramatic fashion. Uh, there pulled it out against the uh, Gophers there. So uh, we'll take a look at uh, that. And we'll also be uh, hitting up on uh, some IHSA stuff. That's right. Uh, not a lot of uh, high school sports uh, going on with uh, in between of uh, football and winter sports. Uh, but there were some uh, uh, bylaws that were proposed that's going to be on the table. Uh, IHSA had a meeting uh, yesterday, I believe, mm-hmm. as when they were uh, proposed. So we'll take a look at those important ones. And we'll see what that means for the uh, future uh, there for the world of IHSA. So, uh, and whatever we get to here in the uh, Trust Show, we'll get to in the podcast in some sort of fashion. There, lots of stuff to uh, catch up on, I'm sure here today. So, uh, it's great to be back. Great reset, and uh, it's been uh, fun, but now it's time to get back into it. Talking about sports, missed unleashing sports takes on all y'all. And don't forget, we are a week away from our first Altamont Indians broadcast over on Jack Ooh. FM. One week from tonight will be the opening tip-off for the Altamont Indians basketball season. Very nice, hitting the ground and running with uh, the uh, high school girls of basketball season. Certainly can't wait for uh, that next week. Boys practice for sure. yesterday. Yep, I definitely yep. Uh, saw that, so we're getting ready to uh, get into it with basketball. Definitely looking forward to uh, this year. As always, it should be a fun. Always is around the area. Uh, always fun in the NTC. So looking mm-hmm. forward to uh, that. Of course, starting lineup would not be possible without the folks from McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Tatopolis State Bank. All right. So with all the pleasantries and everything out of the way, uh, let's uh, get it started. And let's see if I can uh, remember how to do this as we uh, started off with what we always do. It's called First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we are starting off in Major League Baseball as the free agency is off and running. And the big news yesterday didn't come from a player perspective. It was from a manager perspective as this move kind of came out of nowhere. One of the most sought-after managers, the hot commodity there in the dugout. I'm not talking about Stephen Vogt signing with the Guardians as their new manager, even though... That was a first-timer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about the hot commodity that was. The guy who signed with the Yankees. Yes. Their bench coach. Absolutely. So uh, that's the signing of the Mets, I believe, as, oh, the, that's new, right. I'm as sorry. the new manager uh, there. I'm talking about Craig Council. He was the most sought-after target to be a free agent, as, I mean, from a managerial perspective uh, there, and uh, potentially could see him leaving in Milwaukee there. That was where the rumors but then, kind of out of nowhere, Craig Council was announced as the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. What? Craig Council in, David Ross out in Chicago. And, and let's let's look back and review on this. All right. So Craig Council, we, we talked and had uh, meetings with, um, you know, the the Guardians, meeting with the Mets, and then it kind of came out mid yesterday 
that he was on, on social media that he was going to a team. And then the caveat was, I can't remember who it was who reported it. The caveat was he was going to a team that had a manager in place. So hmm. then you're like, all right, well, which which what? team is this? Okay, Who's coming out of left field to pick up Craig Council? Uh-huh. And my mind, Travis, when I first saw that news was, is it somebody like the Dodgers? Who we have talked about for years of having a good team in the in the regular season and just not getting over the hump. That'd be a flashy Dodgers move to make, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere, move on from Dave Roberts. Like that kind of made a little sense to me. Yeah. And then it's the Cubs. Not the case. It's the Chicago Cubs. Now what? But before we we we, we dive into this, and we're going to Travis, you. Being mm-hmm. myself, being a Cub fan, yes, there's not a whole lot we can agree on. Uh huh. But there's one thing we can agree on, Travis. What's that? And that is, we both love the tears of Milwaukee Brewers fans. <laughs> That's true. That's because nice. Milwaukee Brewer fans, when this came out, were livid. Yeah, they were losing their minds. <laughs> losing their minds. And yeah. there's nothing. The only thing that would have been better is if it was. The Cardinals, of course. But if it can't be the Cardinals, sure. it couldn't happen to a better organization than Wrigley North. So, sure. Yeah, he finally gets to manage a home game there. I know, right? When they play the Cubs gonna be good. in Milwaukee. <laughs> so I I think this is a, a big splash for the Cubs. It really is, I mean, yeah. five years, 40-plus mil. Makes mm-hmm. him the highest manager in history. I would say not only... Uh, one of the biggest contracts handed out for a manager in general, but in in history, not yep. just uh, the off season, but in in history. So that's that's a huge splash. Yeah, forty mil over the next five years, about eight million per year. The Brewers made him an offer to stay in Milwaukee at five point five mil, huh. and wow. he said he wanted to change the managerial marketplace. Mm-hmm. And when you compare it, Travis. Him being the most, 8 mil, it is still behind John Calipari, who is the highest paid college basketball coach. It's behind Nick Saban. It's behind, oh, obviously, yeah. all the NFL coaches. Like, in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, baseball managers do not get paid as much as other coaches. Right, and I guess and I didn't realize that. As I've argued before, though, what does a baseball manager really do mm-hmm. compared to those other coaches? Sure. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I 100% agree, but I think that this is a good move for the Cubs. Do I think it's a good move for Craig Council in his career? Mm, I don't know about that. Hmm. I won't go that far. Yeah. I think it may be a little lateral for Craig Council himself. Hmm. But it's a great move for the Cubs because you in one move have shown the rest of the league we are not afraid to hurt people's feelings. We are not afraid to make a splash. Yeah. I mean, David Ross, sentimental. Grandpa Ross, like, mm-hmm. was there. Was on the 2016 squad. off of the, out of the field of yep. that 2016 team after it was over. Hit a home run in that. Then yep. became the manager of the team. And it was mm-hmm. just, you know, you looked at him and you just immediately was like, oh, he's such a good guy and he's a, he's a Cub guy. And, you know, everyone was so happy with right. him. But. This move shows it's not about that. It's a business. We're about winning. 
Yeah. And we're willing to spend to do it. And it's the first time I have felt this way as a Cub fan since the year we signed John Luster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you feel like they're going to spend this offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that this puts the rest of the league on notice that the Cubs are going to be, or at least it appears from this move, that they're going to be serious players in the uh, potential signing of some uh, free agents already making by this big splash in uh, acquiring a council there as your manager. So I definitely think that puts the league on notice and uh, that should give some uh, fans of the Cubs nation that, hey, okay, all right, we're going to be serious players this offseason that we're going to actually uh, give this a serious go here and spend some money. And, again, if you know Craig Council, grew up, lives in Wisconsin, played at Notre Dame, his son's playing college basketball at Minnesota and Michigan, daughter's in high school at Wisconsin, he always wanted to be in the Midwest. So that immediately takes out places like New York, as we talked about. Um, They also knew that, you know, as it was said, they were told, the Cubs were told by one of Council's friends, quote, if he ever managed anywhere else, the Cubs have always been his dream job. Hmm. Travis, they could not talk that. to him until after October. Right. They couldn't talk to him because mm-hmm. his contract wasn't up yet. Yeah. This deal got done in five days. Hmm. Him to talk to the Cubs, the Cubs would have had to ask the Brewers for permission. The Brewers would have said, uh, no. <laughs> Sure. But they didn't have a problem with him going anywhere else but to a division rival. Mm-hmm. And he ends up going to a division rival. Yep. The Cubs called on November 1st, um, and they wanted to call what they called, a team source called, one of the one or two best managers in the game. Ooh. Is how they look at Craig Council and that Cubs organization. That has me a little concerned. Mm-hmm. because he does great things in the regular season. He'll get you to the postseason, but he does not have success in that postseason. Bingo, you hit yep. the nail on the head there to play devil's advocate of everyone, not yep. just Cubs fans, being excited for the potential of adding a Craig Council to your dugout and this great manager that he is. Yes, he's won over 700 games in his Milwaukee Brewer manager career when he took over midseason in 2015, but uh, every time that he's made the postseason, they did lose in the NLCS in uh, 2018, but uh, since 2019, the Brewers have only won one postseason game there, and mm-hmm. including getting swept out this year after winning the NL Central for uh, the third of time, but failing to even get past the NLCS. So you're exactly right there, my friend. Mm-hmm. Great in the regular season, but Lost every series uh, besides the one in 2018, but only one playoff win in since 2019 now, for the Brewers. to play devil's advocate to that, this is a story that is not new for Chicago. What I mean by that, Travis, is would you not say that last year Cubs kind of on the upswing mm-hmm. based off of years past? Yeah. They had a manager back in 2014 named Rick Renteria, who was a good guy, well-liked in Chicago. No one really had anything bad to say about him. Mm-hmm. And the team, after 2014, realized they were on the upswing. And what they do? They went out and got Joe Madden, who at the mm. time they said was one of the best managers in the league. Hmm. Similarly, the Cubs liked Ross, but decided to go with one of the best managers available. And... The pay. Everyone's talking about the pay. 
which we brought up as well. Again, this is nothing new. When the Cubs hired Joe Madden, they paid him $5 million a year. Theo Epstein was making $3.7 million. That is where the Cubs were at. They were paying Joe Madden more than they paid Theo Epstein. Hmm. So this is nothing new for Chicago paying managers a lot of money. Now, Interesting. that's, a, that's a, a lot, a lot of money. But it, it just makes you wonder. This, this is a signal that the Cubs are all in on this next season. I mean, very much so. And it also, looking at the other way, if you're the Brewers, are you thinking rebuild? Are you thinking we're not going to even contend for a postseason? Corbin Burns coming off of injury. Woodruff I, possibly I, traded. I say Burns could be gone. Yeah, Burns could be gone. Woodruff, you know, a lot of these guys for that Milwaukee team, you don't know what you're going to get out of. Um, what's his face? Um, been there forever. Christian Yelich, you don't know uh, what you're going to get yeah. out of him on a, a year-to-year basis. Like, mm-hmm. is this the – you know, the next step. And what I found very funny, and let me see if I can I can find it. Um, did you see what uh, your catcher t- said, Travis? My catcher, uh, Will uh, Wilson Gutierrez, or was his brother William? Well, I thought it was Wilson, but maybe I'm wrong. Was it William? I think it was William. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought it was very interesting. See how important it is to know which one you're you're looking yes. at because I see it from one point of view and it being William and being like oh okay well that makes sense, yeah, it makes but, sense. but if it was it Wilson like... saying about David Ross I was gonna go oh <laughs> that's 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 big but yes, I'm pretty sure William okay plays right. for Milwaukee so that would make more sense but yeah I mean huge huge news again it tells me that the Cubs are wanting to go all in on this next year and. With this move to Milwaukee, Travis, and with not knowing, again, we talked about it, the Cardinals, we don't know what went wrong last year. We don't know if it's something that can be fixed without bringing in an entirely new roster because we don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. I'd say the NL Central is wide open for anybody. Wide open, yeah. I agree, and with uh, the move going to uh, Craig Council, it makes you uh, excited. And uh, yesterday, uh, John Mozalak met with some uh, media members, met specifically with uh, John Denton, uh, their uh, beat writer there for the uh, Cardinals, and I am not very excited with how the offseason <laughs> could potentially go. Mozalak just needs to stop talking. Yes, I saw that, Please. Travis. Oh, my goodness. Talking about the same payroll. Talk about payroll that. as similar as last season. And we want to, you know, look at things eternally and this and that. And we don't want to speak on whether we're going to bring in a new special advisor from the Red Sox. We don't want to talk about a timetable for the hiring Yachty. of Yadier Molina yep. as a potential part of the coaching staff uh-huh. or a consultant. And, you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna look at things kind of similar to the payrolls last year and i'm like oh my goodness mo just needs to stop talking now here's i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second uh, i'm not as excited about this offseason as i was advocate and this is something i saw that i didn't even think of Uh. but it does make sense and it's something cardinal fans do not want to hear and i'm sorry and this isn't me being cover fan this is me being a sports (laughs) analysis guy Mm Hmm. You have so many young pitchers in your farm system that on paper are MLB quality, if not MLB potential, right? Potential, yeah. Potential at the least. I mean, a lot of them you traded for, you kept around when you could have traded for. Like, 
you've held on to these players that are in your farm system. And I'm not talking about, you know, Libertor. We already know about him. But I'm talking guys in double and triple A just getting to triple A that are highly sought after. Yeah, there's one in particular in the uh, uh, Pence. Yep, yep. That's the first one that comes to mind of keeping him around. If you sign an ace like I know you want to, you are delaying their growth. You're delaying their growth. You've already invested in them. You've already kept them around when you could have traded for them and gotten other players who could have helped you in other areas. You've already pushed your cards in on keeping those pitchers. Yeah, that that the future, but what about now? What about winning now and see all these other teams bypass you and spend money on these pitchers and uh, let's just have the whole entire league pass us by because we don't want to pay all this money to a pitcher. That's not the Cardinal way. So it should be different. The Cardinal way doesn't work anymore. Uh, We've been over that for two years. Yes. But until you get rid of the guy at the front office, it's not going to change. And the Cardinal way is, is that you build from within with your pitching. And that is what the Cardinals are going to do. I expect you guys to sign a couple of veterans on one-year deals with maybe an option for a second year hmm. because you cannot stunt the growth of these highly touted prospects. I mean, I guess so, but I'm not worried about prospects down the road. I'm worried about winning and winning now. Well, neither the, the rest of the Cardinal organization does not share your thoughts, Travis. Apparently not. They they are they are what looking a at fool, the future. What a fool for me thinking that that we want to change things around and we don't want things to happen like last year. Yeah. Shame on me. Shame on you for thinking things that could be a different. Yep, yep, the yep. bottom line is, I would love to get everybody, but you know. Nola, Gray, Yamamoto, uh, there's another one, Snell, that could potentially be out there. Mm-hmm. We need to get one of those four. Absolutely, case closed. If we don't get one of those four players, it's a failure, the offseason already. We, we have to get one of those, and that's just point blank, the end. That's what needs to happen. And then another thing on correct counsel that I wanted to leave this on, and I think it's kind of funny and ironic, that he is one of the three candidates for – the uh, major league manager of the year. See, we're just following in the Cardinals' footsteps. Skip Schumacher for the Marlins and uh, Snedeker for the Braves and, of course, Council for I now the Cubs. I hope it Travis. I said I wanted it to happen when the Cardinals' you manager did. was up. I want it to happen where Craig Council wins manager yep, of the year on a different so, team. So make it happen. It would be quite funny uh, if that ends up being the case. But uh, we'll uh, step away and uh, we'll come back and we'll be talking about some IHSA, some rules and amendments that were on the uh, ballot for the next voting process and we'll talk about that coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back (laughs) in 2021 the effingham county sheriff's office received over 200 reports of fraud forgery and scams this is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. 
When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operate radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. And paid for by Case Legal Media. Attention Marines, military personnel, families, and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. For nearly 34 years, those on the Marine Corps-based Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. Until now, North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve. But passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file a lawsuit seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation, 800-528-2670. Don't wait. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-528-2670. That's 800-528-2670. Again, 800-528-2670. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis. Memphis. Show around three of the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to the time. On 98.9, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Let's talk about uh, some uh, local-ish news that could be uh, coming down the uh, pipeline as there was a IHSA meeting and a bylaw amendment proposals were proposed, if you will, at this meeting. And a couple were concerning uh, football as the old uh, districting uh, amendment and bylaw or whatever that was a part of one of these uh, proposals. One of these mini proposals here. There's 29 pages of everything explaining it on the IHSA's website. And uh, 23 in total were proposed. Proposed bylaws. Let's go through them, Travis. Uh, the, the, the first one, and some of these risks can go through very quickly, says that you now need to have a video um, summarizing the changes you want in an amendment. Okay. okay. Sure. That only affects, obviously, the IHSA. Like, it doesn't affect sure. any of us. Uh, expands the opportunity for private schools to form cooperative teams with enrollments up to 900 in a single-class sport with no competitive restriction. In multiple-class sports, the team may compete in the regular season only. So, again, this is more to give – 
more athletes, more access to uh, being in different sports. So uh, that doesn't really affect around here too much. Mm-hmm. Um, modifies the cooperative team bylaw to eliminate a restriction on enrollments of schools to form a competitive team, uh, cooperative team in the sport of football. So again, this would be that if you wanted to join together, there would be no enrollment cause. So basically, if two 5A teams decide they wanted to join up due to distance, more so in Chicago, let's say that there's two schools, Travis, and one doesn't have a football field, but they have a lot of kids that want to play football. Mm-hmm. You could co-op now with no enrollment, um, and, and the only issue is you'd have to move up a class. Hmm. So um, be on the lookout for that. I don't think it'll have a huge effect around here. Um, no. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, expands opportunities for coaches to conduct out-of-season strength conditioning workouts with limits of no more than four days per week and no more than 90 minutes per session outside of the season during the summer contact ga- day, ga- da- da- days. So, there's, again, that's more coach things. Uh, eh. Um, expands opportunities for students of public school employees to meet the residency bylaws when a parent is a full-time staff member. So basically, if your mom or dad works at a school, you should be allowed to go to that school and be allowed to participate in sports, um, which, again, I did not know that was not a thing now. So hmm, yeah, don't know Didn't about that. that. Yeah. Um, modifies bylaws to grant residency eligibility where local board of education policy has been adapted to allow students residing outside the school district to attend tuition free and a parent has worked for one calendar year. So again, more about if you have a parent who works at the school. Uh, transfer guidelines, Travis, uh, for yes. students based on their year in school and the number of transfers during their high school year. So if you are a grade nine, you're uh, a freshman and you transfer, then your eligibility is based on the up transfer bylaws. If you transfer again, then you have limited eligibility. If you transfer a third time, no eligibility for 365 days from the date the student enrolls at the new school. So hmm. if you transferred three times in your high school career, you will not get to play sports for 365 days from the moment you get to your new school. That's how I read this. Um, that could be an interesting one, but it does say, um, if you are living, if, if, if it's more than 30 miles, um, if it's, it, it, or if, if it's more than 30, 30 miles, this won't matter as much, but oh. if you transfer to like three or 30 mile radius, obviously you're transferring for sports reasons. Right, yeah. So, um, we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, allow transfer eligibility for all transfer students at the varsity level and below, but no state series competition for 365 days unless family has moved to a new residency greater than 30 miles from the previous residency in conjunction with the transfer. So, again, this saying that you should be allowed to play, but you can't compete in the state in series. The postseason, basically. Yeah. 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 So, um, modifies all-star game participant limit to include all sports as opposed to just basketball, football, soccer, and volleyball. So I'm a fan of this. Let's open up all-star games to everyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, specifically, I would think more of like baseball and softball because I noticed baseball and softball are not on all-star games right now. Hmm. So I, I'm a fan of that. Eliminates right. the all-star game participation restriction for all. Again, it's just basically the same Raw, same rule permitted by two different schools. So, mm-hmm. uh, modifies the number of summer contact day restrictions from 25 to 18. So, less contact days over the summer. Mm. Travis sounds like not a fan of that one. 
That just seems like uh, not a lot of contact days there with yep. 18. Uh, I mean, I understand the, Health the safety reasons. aspect. Yep. Sure. Uh, expands opportunities for coaches to conduct strength and conditioning workouts with limits of no more than four days per week and no more than 90 minutes per session uh, during summer contact. Good days. Um, removes multiplier and multiplier waiver from all schools. Replacing the enrollments of non-boundary schools to be the average enrollment of all. Again, this is more things of I don't understand. So... But it has to do with your enrollment and what you would be classified as a school. Um, right, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I read there with the multipliers yeah. and stuff, kind of what uh, a couple of our teams were dealing with in yep. the playoffs. Yep. Um, eliminate IHSA bylaw 5.004 tournament limitations. So, again, this would be all sports season limitations have been modified to identify the number of contests or dates permitted in a regular season. Limiting the number of games, contest matches during any given tournament is no longer necessary as there is no advantage game when a tournament exceeds the current number of five. So this would get rid of you can only play five games in a tournament. Um, Again, is how I read that. Hmm. Adds an opportunity for football teams to conduct preseason scrimmage with another school, Travis. Specific scrimmage limitations include the following. There has to be an IHSA official. Four separate 12-play segments, no special teams, 48 total play limit per player, no live contact or thud in practice the day before or after the scrimmage. Scrimmage should be held on Friday or Saturday of IHSA Week 7, and players eligible after participating in eight different days of practice. So, that's kind of interesting. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. I think that's all yeah. right. Um, Pretty cool. And then, of course, district. Yeah, the big one, eighteen. <sighs> eight district in each class with eight schools in each district. District games in weeks three through nine of the regular season. Top four schools in each district qualify for the IHSA playoffs. Seating procedures will be similar to the current seating procedures. Teams from the same district cannot play in the first round, hmm. which yeah, I think is important. an added thing. That's yeah. that to me is an important thing, especially when you look at Effingham and Mount Zion this year. Sure. Um, again, this has already passed once. I think every time it gets brought up, the sentiment for it goes down more and more. Right. Yeah. There's four rationales by uh, the person that was uh, submitting this, and that was by the athletic director from Muhammad Seymour, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, official representative there. Uh, the confidence or conference st- uh, stability. Yep. Of course, he mentions that the last 15 years, 20 plus conferences have changed alignment due to departures or additions. And also, in the past five years, four brand new conferences have been uh, formed. It eliminates creative scheduling to get that magical fifth win. Uh, it gives some sight up of system for the public to understand, you know, because you don't know where you stand on a week to week basis to. Uh, from a public perspective, and teams earning playoff bids versus uh, like schools was also one of the and, rationales. And, and again, you know, this would eliminate any talk of bubbles. Bubbles mm. wouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, our playoff night show would be a lot less fun. <laughs> but the past couple of years, Travis, there really have exactly. been bubbles. Exactly, right. And I liked the wording there about creative scheduling to get a fifth win. I immediately think of Tuscola this year. Scheduling oblong for week nine. Yeah. You knew that that was so if they were sitting at four wins, they knew they were getting a fifth in week nine. Yeah. To get into the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's. 
And sure enough, it, it worked out. It they got their out. first win, but then uh, they gave up 76 in yeah. the first round. And proved that they shouldn't have been a playoff team. Sure. Sorry, Tuscola. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, let's, let's move on because I'm sure we can come back to the, the districting many times. Yeah. Um, eliminates boys' gymnastics season because it's been removed from the handbook, so it just needs to be taken out. No more boys' gymnastics. Um, limit tournament, uh, match limit per tournament language for boys' and girls' volleyball. Increased number of regular season contests and competitive cheerleading and competitive dance from six to eight. So there you go. Um, increased the number of girls wrestling team contests from 18 to 25 to match the boys wrestling by all limits. Again, I'm a fan of that. If we're going to have a girls wrestling teams, we need to make sure it's the same as boys. Establish a fall season in girls flag football, Travis. Preseason practice requirements of nine practice for a contest. Contest limitations of 25 games exclusive of the IHSA State Series. So... Girls flag football increased popularity. It's estimated that there are currently more than 100 schools with active teams competing within the state. Really? Yes. They've had state championship series in 2022 and 2023 that have been sponsored by the bears. Hmm. They've kind of organized this. So they, now they want IHSA to step up and, and make it part of it. So I'm not a hundred percent opposed to that, but Mm -hmm. it seems like a, Kind of out of left field until you kind of do a little research there. But right. to me, the the main thing out of all these rules we just read is districting. Mm-hmm. And will it pass again and will it stick again? Right. Yeah. I mean, like we've mentioned a few times that it's already passed once. So yep. I'm pretty confident that it will get passed again. Uh, but that will be voted on in a future meeting yeah so these proposals the way it goes is um basically they're going to conduct 28 in-person and virtual town hall meetings over the next few weeks then administrator from each member of high school required to attend at least one town hall then they do straw poll votes on each proposal at those meetings to help kind of shape voting by the ihsa legislative commission members when they meet on november 27th so that's the first meeting is happening on the 27th. Then the Legislative Commission will vote on each proposal November 27th. And any proposal that receives a simple majority will appear on an all-school voting ballot that will run from December 4th through the 18th. And any proposal that receives a simple majority will pass and be implemented July 1st of next year. Hmm. So There you go. There you go. That's how it's going to work. So by December, by the middle part of December, Travis, we'll know. Actually, by the end of this month, we'll know if it goes to the big vote or not. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll have to see which yep. one of those uh, get uh, moves forward uh, there in the uh, voting uh, process. So there was a uh, great talk there for the IHSA uh, bylaws that could be coming down the uh, pike. And uh, coming up next here on the uh, starting lineup, we'll step away. But when we come back, we'll hit up on uh, some uh, collegiate stuff, some uh, college basketball from last night. And what a wild opening night it was for college basketball, both on the boys and girls side i guess men's and women's you say mm-hmm. in a college basketball but nonetheless we'll talk about that coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back 
This is Lucas Kerning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. It's Black Friday now at Rural King with big deals you won't want to miss. Like this week's Rudy Special, 450 off CCI Blazer Brass Ammo, now $11.49. Save 20 bucks on a Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Heater, now $69.99. And this one's for the birds. Take $2 off Black Oil Sunflower Seeds, now $19.99. Shop Black Friday now for unbeatable deals while they last at RuralKing.com or your neighborhood Rural King. America's farm and home store. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Lowe's knows pros want savings now. That's why, as an MVP's Pro Rewards member, you get volume savings on orders of $1,500 or more at the Pro Desk. And there's more. We've lowered our prices on select top products like electrical wire and drywall, so you can get the job necessities for less. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. In-store only. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Details at Lowe's.com slash terms. Subject to change. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now, hand me one of those buns. Oh, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secret's out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is Marty Stock at Hunters Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great... On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues go for their third win in a row, and they host Winnipeg Jets at Enterprise Center tonight. Blues are coming off a 6-3 win over the Canadians on Saturday. St. Louis currently 5-4-1 on the season. Tonight's game begins at 7 o'clock. Mizzou Tigers tipped off the basketball season with a 101-79 route of Arkansas Pine Bluff. The Billikens were off to a hot start as they defeated Southern Indiana 75-63. Other college basketball, Lindenwood was crushed by Nebraska. Missouri State fell to West Virginia. Southeast Missouri State lost to Grand Canyon. Eastern Illinois, as we'll talk about, they fell to Illinois. Southern Illinois crushed Kentucky State, though, 88-57. SAU Edwardsville was defeated by Dayton, and Western Illinois was edged out by UTSA. The Cardinals aren't wasting any time making moves this offseason. The Cardinals acquired pitcher Riley O'Brien in a trade with the Seattle Mariners yesterday. O'Brien has only played in two MLB games during his career, but he was a Pacific Coast League All-Star in 2023. The team didn't announce what it sent to Seattle to complete the deal. I believe that was just for cash considerations on that one. The Blackhawks gearing up for their Thursday game against Tampa Bay Lightning. Hawks coming off a 4-2 loss. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Blackhawks currently 4-7-0 on the season. The Bears are going to be in Thursday night action. Travis taking on the Panthers. Goody, goody in the race to the number one pick. 
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Getting your money's worth there. for that one. Yes, as this is quite. What did we do to deserve this in our primetime <laughs> uh, selection for the upcoming primetime? You got Panthers, Bears. You got the Jets also coming up on primetime. You got the Broncos as well. We just get all the good teams yeah. coming up. We couldn't flex any of these games here, out. Here's the problem, Travis. All right, even if you want to say, well, you know, you got those those other games with the Broncos and the Jets in primetime. At least I'm not having to pay a separate subscription to watch that game. It's true. If I and, and at least there's other football on during the day. I mean, minus Monday, obviously. But at least there's other football on during Sunday to make me kind of feel better about it. True. I mean, we get Thursday. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. The Jets and Raiders on Sunday Night Football this week and the Broncos travel to Buffalo. So. Ugh. Ugh, Good for all us. Those primetime games are awful. I, I know. See what I'm saying? So Thursday's the worst, though. Yeah, Panthers, oh. Bears. Yeah. Panthers, Bears. DJ Moore. Mm hmm. Hey, you know, uh, Tyson Bajan may not be the guy. No, he is not, Travis. May not be May not be the guy. Nope. Uh, eh, eh, oh, well. Bears are 2 and 7. Coming up on <sighs> primetime football. We'll see if Justin Fields is ready to go. Uh, by then, some people in Chicago are clamoring for Fields now back with uh, Bajan's performance there on Sunday. And uh, let's talk about uh, some college basketball you mentioned there in the, your Sports Center hit that the uh, Illini and EIU, as it was in Champaign last night, opening a night there for the uh, Fighting Illini. And like I mentioned at the top, they covered the spread, so it's all right. It was a little rough going there in the beginning. The Illini were actually down by two at the 10 minute mark, uh, they missed 10 of their first 15 shots. But, hey, that's okay. I finally got a turnaround thanks to a Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn. Six consecutive points there. Brought the energy off the bench, and uh, he ended up leading the way there. Had 18 points off the bench, did Gibbs-Lawhorn there. So a nice addition. Seems like the freshman coming off the bench and uh, sparking the Illini there, and they ended up winning this one. 80-52 was the final score. Yeah, you had a tough time there in the uh, second half after kind of hanging with them there in the early going. They only scored 20 points in the uh, second half and were 8 for 31 as well were EIU there in the second half. So uh, as much as it was good to build on that quick start that they had, uh, they couldn't sustain it, and the Illini eventually uh, overwhelmed them a little bit there in the second half and ended up winning going away. Uh, put them in 80-burger last night in the first official game. Yeah, it wasn't good for EIU, but hey, Illinois looked decent, as they should have, but again, that first half had me a little worried, but if this freshman can be decent... Mm -hmm. I think so, and I think he could uh, sustain it. Uh, Terrence Shana Jr., he ended up scoring uh, 16 points. He led all of the uh, starters uh, there, and he just said that they can't. Uh, Coach Underwood said they came out flat, and uh, Terrence Shana Jr. said that he's got to do a better job of getting the guys up for it and ready to play because they weren't ready uh, there. It's kind of been the M.O. for the entire well tenure of Illinois basketball that I've seen uh, that uh, they kind of play down to their competition as of late and uh, they certainly kind of hard to get up for EIU it was easy to get up for that exhibition game against uh, Hunter and Kansas in general and whatnot but it's kind of hard when you don't really have any uh, hard feelings or you're not really playing 
uh, for much against uh, EIU, and it clearly showed there in the very beginning. And also, it was another performance from Beyond the Arc, 10 for 32. So I'm glad things haven't changed there. Nope. From that perspective, we started out terrible, uh, but uh, three straight Beyond the uh, Arc in the first half ended up the Illini having that 37-25 lead uh, there. In the second half, they were a little bit better, 6 of 15 total in the second half. So at least that's a decent thing uh, there. Uh, but I'm glad nothing has changed uh, there. Nope. Uh, from beyond the arc. Nope. From and that's why when Illinois runs into a good team, Travis, they'll have some problems. And uh, that could potentially come on Friday as uh, they are back in action. And they'll be back in action against Oakland there in Champaign. And Oakland gave Ohio State a game last night mm-hmm. as they actually led by a point at the half. But Ohio State with a decent second half there ended up winning by just six points over Oakland. 79-73 was the final there the Buckeyes escaped an upset there so that's what they line I have to look forward to uh, on Friday night against Oakland yeah and better come to play on Friday they better they better and and Travis not to not not to look ahead because you know we we don't we don't do that we don't we don't look ahead we don't look at things but you know the the game we are watching the Florida Atlantic Illinois game is coming up mm-hmm. you know who Florida Atlantic tips off their season against no idea. It's on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It will be against Jalen Quinn and Loyola, Loyola Chicago. in Chicago. Oh, very up nice. At Wintrust Arena. So that'll be our first chance to look at Florida Atlantic this year and see how badly they're going to beat Illinois. <laughs> very nice. I hope uh, Jalen goes off for like 20. Yeah. And that one lead to Loyola to a, a W and an upset uh, there. And then also uh, another thing that was kind of uh, head-scratching and the media even brought it to the attention before the game when a certain player wasn't even listed on the uh, roster or eligibility roster or anything. It came out after the game of uh, Coach Underwood in his press conference announced that uh, Sincere Harris is going to redshirt this year. So he's not going to play at all this year. That's odd. I know. Yeah, they kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, basically, he said that uh, sincere it was his decision that he needs to get uh, stronger. Uh, go from a 10-minute guy to a 25-minute guy is, I think, is the wording that they used there in the press conference. So he needs to hit the weight room, I guess, on his own volition there. But that's a little bit worrisome to me. Very much so. Can't you, you work thought, on that in the middle of the season? Can uh, you work on that during the year? I don't know. Couldn't you work on that in the off season? Yeah, I, I guess it came a little bit slow the way around. I think someone's looking to transfer. I certainly hope not. I loved his energy last year, and it was definitely a fan favorite. So that was uh, an odd thing to come out there at the press conference, and I hope he doesn't end up transferring uh, there. But it uh, looks like Gibbs Lawhorn is going to be that guy that's going to have to bring the energy uh, this year like uh, Sincere did last season. Also, another thing that concerned me last night was Coleman Hawkins. <sighs> One point. That's it. Yeah. One for two from the line. Over two from three. Only 14 minutes. But it was action. a huge deal. He came back, Travis. Hmm. Huge deal. He came back. Um, Preseason All American, right? All Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Only one point last night. One point against CIU. Wasn't even in foul trouble at all. Mm. So that was kind of head scratching there. But hey, 
it was uh, ugly early, but uh, the Illini turned around and they'll have to play a better game at the beginning against Oakland on a Friday. And of course, you can hear it right here on 98.9 as you won't be able to watch this one on television either. Uh, this one is also going to be on Big Ten Plus, but don't worry about that. Brian Barnall, I'll have it covered uh, over there on a Friday. Uh, elsewhere in uh, college basketball, like I mentioned, Ohio State survived Oakland. Uh, Princeton, they pulled off, I, I don't know, it's not really an upset, but they beat Rutgers last night. You probably didn't pencil in uh, Penn or Princeton to win against the Scarlet Knights there. They won 68-61. As you heard yesterday, it was on Peacock, Travis, and it was an anniversary of the first ever football game. The college football game was Princeton versus Rutgers. Nice. I didn't realize that connection. It happened yesterday, so it was... Interesting. Um, And then the Michigan State. What are you doing? Sparty. Lost. James Madison is apparently good in football. They won't allow him to play in the postseason, but... They're also pretty good in basketball, it appears, because uh, they beat Michigan State, who's the preseason number four team in the country, and they lost in overtime to them, 79-76. And if James Madison goes undefeated in basketball, let them in the tournament. Oh, man. Man, let them in the tournament. Crazy. James Madison pulling off the upset in a night one. I'm an athlete. There. I am going to James Madison. Man, Give me a I guess scholarship. so. I guess so. Look at them go. They're doing good things. And uh, Michigan State is the first AP Top 5 team to lose its season opener against an unranked opponent since 2005. Done by Michigan State, uh, where they lost to Hawaii there in 2005. There, But that's okay. So it looks like it's going to be uh, chaotic right from the very beginning. And also it's chaos in college basketball on the women's side as well. Number one team in the land went down last night as this was a Hall of Fame showcase in Vegas. And it was number 20 Colorado against the number one team in the country. Kind of the super team that's kind of been formed there with Coach Mulkey and uh, Angel Reese. They lost. LSU lost 92-78 to open up the season uh, there in their season opener. Um, Not good. Now get there, uh, Kaylin Clark, she uh, had a 28 points, 10 assists in the opening uh, game against Fairleigh Dickerson in a 102-46 win for Iowa there last night to open up the women's season uh, there. But looks like we got some chaos early there in uh, college basketball. All right, so we're up against the clock, and we're running out of time here, but we'll have time just enough to uh, squeeze in uh, some uh, college football there from uh, Saturday on the way to close it out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Freedom should never be taken for granted. This Veterans Day, Tingley Insurance in Effingham, your local Pekin Insurance Agency, asks you to take a moment to thank a veteran for their service. All gave some, some gave all. Please join Tingley Insurance in saluting all of our veterans for their selfless service to ensure the freedom we enjoy today. Everyone at Tingley Insurance Agency and Pekin Insurance is proud to salute the men and women of our armed forces this Veterans Day and every day throughout the year. The most fantastic, magical things can happen. And it all starts with a wish. Wise words from Jiminy Cricket. A wish is a magical thing, especially when it comes from the heart. Cromwell Media Group of Effingham and Culver's of Effingham continue to partner together for their Christmas wishes. Granting Christmas wishes this Christmas season for those in need of a little extra magic. Send your letters to P.O. Box 428 Effingham. Email to WCRC at WCRC957.com. 
Club or at Culver's in the Christmas Wishes mailbox in Effingham. Letters will be accepted now through November 28th and will be granted in time for Christmas. Letters need to include details of the situation, your name, address, phone number, sizes, colors, and any other information we may need. Wishes are granted based on situation and need. We hope to grant as many as possible, so get them in as soon as possible. Thank you for supporting Christmas Wishes from your friends at Culver's of Effingham and Cromwell Media of Effingham. And now... And I also asked, Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, i tell you what, it's, um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that earlier. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, startup lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Only here on 98.9, we'll just say a little bit longer. And we'll continue and carry things over into the uh, pod. As on, uh, we just talk about some college basketball. Let's hit up on uh, some college football. What happened there on uh, Saturday and the Illini. They pulled off a win there at the very last second there against Minnesota. They won 27-26. And uh, John Paddock. Who? John Paddock is the hero of the game there. Uh, they made a late switch there with uh, Altmeyer And uh, Paddock comes in and has a, a tr- not atrocious, but an enormous is the word I'm looking for. Enormous uh, QBR rating of 400-some as he only threw uh, that uh, deep pass there to Isaiah Williams was the uh, game winner uh, there. So uh, John Paddock coming in in the clutch there as the Illini beat the Gophers and yeah he only threw three passes in the entire game and they were three for three there and um where did I see that for maybe that was just the uh, rating uh that he had not a QBR uh rating but a different kind of 400 uh rating and then also there on a Saturday as well uh, Isaiah caught that a big touchdown score go ahead there he had 13 grabs 131 yards and also a Fagan as well, caught a 54-yard pass, and that was he took it to the house, and that was his first receiving touchdown in his collegiate career. Uh, there, just missed out on. I was that. gonna say, still missed your over/under. Missed it. Hey, he caught a receiving touchdown. All he needed was that rushing score, and I would have hit it. And uh, it was also very nice to have some entertainment on Illinois athletics again. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was sweet. Again, what am I saying? I've never had uh, entertainment on uh, the Illini except for this weekend. Yes. And so it was very nice there. And uh, one thing that I was uh, absolutely great to see, Iowa Northwestern pulling it out for me. 10-7 to 7 was the final score there at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field. They under hit. Uh, I love it. Uh, there, uh, Rutgers, they had a game. They put up a fight against Ohio State, but ultimately Ohio State ended up winning there, and Michigan ended up blowing out Purdue 41-13, and um, USC ended up losing there by 10 to Washington, and uh, Caleb Williams, uh, the future Chicago Bear, uh, was very emotional after the uh, game uh, there, after he took the loss. Uh, Texas pulled out an OT 
Alabama beating LSU. Oklahoma State winning the last Bedlam by three points against Oklahoma. Uh, there, that was nice to see. Um, and Clemson, after everything that happened there with uh, Dabo and the uh, callers there in uh, South Carolina, uh, ended up winning the game uh, there over Notre Dame, 31-23. Uh, there was the final there in college football over the weekend in Mizzou. That's also nice to see that they lost 30-21. to was the final score there. A big one coming up this weekend, though. It's uh, Michigan and uh, Penn State, number three against number 11, as well as, of course, that Illini game. Dad's Day, Military Appreciation Day, as well, there against Indiana at 11 a.m. kickoff in uh, Champaign this weekend. And Illinois, look at this. They're favored by six and a half points right now. That is lovely to see. But we got to step away right now, and that will do it for the uh, starting lineup for today. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you, and we still got lots more to uh, hit up on. We got uh, some of this date in uh, sports history to talk about. We got some Major League Baseball free agents. We got to get some of our predictions who uh, the uh, top names are going to sign with, how many teams, how many pitchers are the Cardinals going to acquire, Mm -hmm. according to me. And we'll see if I acquire all of them, potentially. And we'll see about that. We need to get things going here because people are going to start signing not too long from now. So we need to get that going. So we'll hit up on that. And we'll see whatever else we can get to here in the uh, pod as well. But is there anything on sports center that you wanted to hit up on? Yeah, let's go ahead and dive on in here. Um, Northwestern, they got the win over Brighampton. So there is that. They'll host Dayton on Friday. Uh, Notre Dame defeated Nigeria 70-63. Um, so there's that. Uh, Bradley beat UAB. Chicago State was crushed by Bowling Green. Illinois State beat Lords. Northern Illinois lost to number seven Marquette. UIC fell to Cincinnati. Valpo destroyed Trinity Christian as well. DePaul will host Fort Wayne tonight. The Colts are work, looking for receiver help, and according to the NFL Network, Indianapolis worked out veteran free agent Sammy Watkins. The 30-year-old spent his first three seasons with the Bills before being traded to the Rams in 2017. He also spent time with the Chiefs and Ravens. Watkins has 364 career catches for 5,384 yards and 34 touchdowns. So be on the lookout there. Sammy Watkins coming to the Colts. The Cardinals are anticipating the return of their starting quarterback, Travis Arizona. Head coach Jonathan Gannon said that, barring any setbacks, Kyler Murray is set to make his season debut against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. Murray has not played since tearing his right ACL game against the Patriots in Week 14 of last season. 26-year-old will take all of the first-team reps in practice this week as he continues to progress towards his return. Hmm. So, there's that. Uh, we'll have Week 2 of the college football playoff rankings released tonight. So... Be on the lookout for that one as well. Uh, we talked about the Guardians hiring Stephen Volt. The Mets hired uh, Carlos Mendoza. Um, oh, yeah. Let's talk about some awards, Travis. 
Yes. Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Blake Snell are among the finalists for the most coveted awards in baseball. Major League Baseball revealed three finalists from each league for the MVP Cy Young Rookie of the Year and Manager of the Year awards on Monday. Otani joined Rangers infielders Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon as the nominations for the AL MVP. Travis, who you got in that one? I got Otani. I know. Even though he only played like three quarters of a season. Yeah. I got uh, Otani. Uh, the other side. Yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Acuna. I got Acuna Jr. Should be Acuna. Yep. Snell's up for the NL Cy Young after winning the AL Cy Young in 2018. He's up against Arizona's Zach Gallon and San Francisco's Logan Webb. Who you got? I got Blake Snell. Um, I have a complaint. Okay. Where's Justin Steele? Hmm. Why is uh, he not included? Oh, I wow. thought he had a good year. I don't know. Uh, supposedly, from what I read online, it's because he didn't pitch enough innings. Oh, well. Only 171 innings. Didn't didn't pitch enough. That could be. Uh, Logan Webb doesn't even have a winning record. Yeah, exactly my point. 11 and 13 this season. 3.25 ERA. Yeah. Get out of here. Get Justin Steele in there. Yeah, on this website, let's compare Justin Steele. If I can. Yeah, there he is. Compare. Working, working, working. Working, working, working. Suspense. Uh, I mean, that's. Is that his career? I think it's comparing his career. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, I I would have liked to have seen Justin Steele up there. I thought Steele had a pretty good year. Mm. But I mean, yeah, no, no doubt. I agree. Steele had the, the better record, or I mean, had the better year. Yeah. Than Logan Webb, like at least. The uh, Justin Steele was sixteen and five, three point oh six ERA. Mm-hmm. Started, uh, thirty games, pitched one hundred and seventy three innings. Logan Webb. He pitched how many innings? Logan pitched 216 innings. Yeah, so he pitched more innings. 190, 195, 194 strikeouts for Logan Webb. Steele only had 176 strikeouts. Yep. But who had the better record? Uh, Steele at 16.5. Uh, Steele at 3.05. Okay. Right. Or 06. So, uh, once again, showing bias against the Cubs. That's fine. National media hating on the Cubs. Um, you know, we're used to that. 3.8 war for Steele. 5.6 war for Logan Webb. Yeah, war is a made-up stat. doesn't matter. It apparently does to some people. Uh, apparently. Sonny Gray, Garrett Cole, and Kevin uh, Gosman are on the American League Cy Young. So. Mm, uh, well, let's hope Sonny Gray to not increase his uh, his contract yeah. on his next deal. Mm-hmm. So. Any particular reason of that, Travis? No. Okay. I just don't want to see these pitchers get paid too much money. Yeah. That, that's all. Uh, Shohei Otani was one of seven MLB players to receive a qualifying offer prior to Monday's deadline. Others included Sonny Gray, Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, Matt Chapman, Josh Hader, and Cody Bellinger. Each player has until 4 p.m. Eastern on the 14th to decide whether to accept the qualifying offer and return to their former team on a one-year deal or have to you know, cost the team that signs that player a draft pick. So, Travis, you want Aaron Nola, it's going to cost you a draft pick. Take it. And we know the Cardinals are not fond on giving up those draft picks. Take it. They're not fond of it. You can have it. 
The MLB all, the NBA All-Star Game is officially heading to the Bay Area. The NBA announced Monday that the 2025 All-Star Weekend will take place at the Chase Center. So Chase be on, Center. Be on for that. And I believe, unless there's been any thing... Oh, there's no NBA action today because of Election Day. So that ruins kind of the whole in-season tournament because... Well, again, the in-season tournament's on Tuesdays, Fridays. And I know today would be Tuesday, but um, still. It's still dumb. It's important. It's still dumb, Travis's in-season tournament. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's to get people to play. Yeah, whatever. Baloney. Baloney. Get people to play. Baloney. And that's all I got. All you got. All right, very well. Uh, the let's go to this day in sports history. All right, let's do this day in sports history, Travis. On this day in 1981, Herschel Walker carried an SEC record 47 times for 192 yards in Georgia's 26-21 win over Florida in Jacksonville. On this day in 1991, Magic Johnson announces his HIV positive diagnosis on a nationally televised news conference. Hmm. On this date in 2008, Jerry Sloan becomes the first coach in NBA history to record 1,000 wins with the same club as the Utah Jazz win 104-97 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder. On this date in 2015, Arkansas converts on a wild lateral on 4th and 25 in overtime, beating number 18, Old Miss, 53-52. Hmm. First of all, you convert a 4th and 25, you should win a game. But to do it in overtime, that is special. Yeah, it's nice. And finally, on this date in 2016, Steph Curry sets a then record for the most three-point field goals in a single game with 13. Mm. Steph Curry dropping the three-pointers, apparently. Yep. I mean, that's all he does, right? He doesn't have any other aspect to his game besides a three-pointer. He just win. That's all he does is win. All he, all he does is win, 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 no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so that's this day. All right, so uh, let's hit up on uh, some MLB uh, free agents here. As yes. free agency is officially uh, underway, you'd say. Yep. yep. So I have we a need list. some of our predictions of where the top free agents are going to go. I have 29 names, Travis. 29 names. Good thing I grabbed the big. Grab the big paper. Legal pad. Yes. Yes. So do we want to start at the bottom and work our way up, oh, or do you yeah. want to start at the top and you go? You go start the bottom up. Okay. So the first name I have on here, and some of these are not like the top names. Some are just maybe for particular reasons or, or whatever, maybe former teams that, that they used to be on, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So, Travis, the first name on the list, I can't believe I'm saying this, Joey Votto. Yeah, it was. Uh, was that announced on Friday or yeah, Saturday? Yeah, Friday or Saturday that that he will not be returning to Cincinnati, and that mm-hmm. just they, they declined his option, and he's he's moving on. I thought maybe they declined it because they're going to rework the numbers, um, something like that. But no, he's just straight leaving. He's posted a goodbye message and um, everything yeah, like I, that. So I saw that goodbye message he thanked the fans in the yep. city of Cincinnati but I don't believe he thanked the he Reds organization <laughs> 17 years there in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and to just let him walk away is and not even walk away to force him away mm-hmm. like he seemed like the kind of guy who was just going to be a Red until he retired right right that's what so. he wanted so yeah. it's kind of heartbreaking so. 
rightfully should have been. So, Travis, mm-hmm. where does Joey Votto end up? Where does Votto go? Again, not what he used to be. I think no. we can all say that. No. Still serviceable. Still a yeah. decent bat when he's healthy. Yeah. Defense. Veteran. Uh, veteran in the clubhouse. Yep. Good good locker room leader mm-hmm. from all reports. Yeah. Hmm. Joey Avado. Joey Avado. Joey Avado goes to the. Uh, I don't know if this works at all, mm-hmm. but goes to the Mets. The Mets. Well, rumors are the Mets may be looking for a first baseman. I'm going to say that's, of course, leaning into the rumor of mm-hmm. them potentially shopping Alonzo. Well, Travis, that ties into where I think Joey Votto ends up because, if anything we've already seen this offseason, there's a certain NL Central team that loves to spurn former teams in their division. Joey Votto goes to the Cubs. The Cubs. A one-year deal to the Cubs. They need first base help. They need a locker room leader with a very young team. I think he's a good fit there. Hmm, interesting. Can DH play first? Yeah. And if there's one team we know in the NL Central that doesn't have a problem making other NL Central teams mad this offseason, it's the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, next name, Tommy Pham. Former Cardinal? Former Tommy Pham. Was he a Ray at one point, I think? I think he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's hopped around a little. He's bit. Hopped around. He obviously declined. Um, was it just like three or four years ago? He was like MVP candidate. I don't know about that, but he's again another serviceable guy. Ah, uh, man, that one is uh, tough. I will go. He'll go to the Guardians. Guardians. He was on the Diamondbacks last year. Yeah, I had a. Decent World Series game yeah. there going on. Uh, I have him going to an equally less impressive AL team, Travis. I have him going to the Royals. Royals. Royals always seem to get those leftover players who try to restart their careers. So, <laughs> yeah. And the Tommy Fam makes perfect sense there. Jock Peterson. Good old Jock. Jock Former Peterson, Cub. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he a Cardinal? I don't think he was. No. Last year, he was with the... Uh, say he's hopped around. I want to say the Giants, but... You would be... Cr- yes, the Giants. Atlanta, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and then the Giants the past two years. He's been with the Giants. Was an all-star last year. Mm. 2022 with the Giants. Where do you see Jock Peterson ended up? Jack Peterson uh, goes back to the Dodgers. Goes back to the Dodgers. I have him going to the one team, Travis, that every year makes a questionable free agent signing. We go, why in the world is he going there? The Rockies. <laughs> every year they okay. seem to pull one off, Chris Bryant. So I'm like, ah, Jack Peterson fits that mold of a big power bat in Colorado who ends up vanishing and just falling yeah. off the face of the earth. Yeah, I could see that. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Travis's favorite pitcher, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, Clayton Kershaw. Well, you know what you're going to get in the regular season. Yep. A masterful, masterful pitcher, just not so much in the uh, postseason. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Do I go Dodgers back-to-back here? Mm. I won't do that. 
I will go again. I don't know if this is even possible or just having a little fun. Uh, Rangers. Rangers. All right. I'm going to have Clayton Kershaw staying with the Dodgers. I, I think so. I think smart money is on that. Yeah. Um, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, next on our list, Travis, former White Sox Tim Anderson. I say they declined his they option. They declined his option. Controversial at times. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would say. Um, but a, a pretty good infielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you see Tim Anderson going? Tim Anderson, who needs a shortstop out here? Mm, they already have plenty there. Uh, let's see. Um, could go to that one. Could go there. I will say that Tim Anderson goes to the Marlins. What a coincidence, Travis. I said the Marlins, too. Yeah. They seem like that. Again, every offseason, the Marlins <laughs> make a signing, and we all scratch our head and go, why is that player going there? He seems like he could fit the vibes there. He does. He does. I, I think he'd be, a, again, kind of a, a veteran. I wouldn't say a locker room leader, but a veteran mm-hmm. in that young locker room. Uh, next up, we have another former White Sox, Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks, I don't even know if he's going to pitch next year. I know he needed Tommy John surgery. He may not even pitch next year. But that hasn't stopped other teams from signing relief pitchers and stuff like that. So uh, if Liam Hendricks does sign somewhere, where is he going to sign? I think that he signs back with the White Sox. You think he goes back with the White Sox after overcoming cancer and everything? Yeah. I have him, again, no reason at all. The Nationals. 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 The Nats. The Nats. They feel like they take a flyer on someone who can't pitch for a year. Yeah, sure. Sure. What else yeah. I got? What else are they working on? Not a lot. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, former Cub, former Cardinal, Jason Hayward. Old Jay Hay had a resurgence with the Dodgers. Uh huh. Kind of turned around when he was a free agent after Chicago. I mean, you couldn't pay people to have him on their team. Mm-hmm. Minor league contract. Right. I think he's going to get a major league deal with this this time around. Mm-hmm. Where does Jason Hayward end up? Jason Hayward goes to the... You're getting defense. You're not getting a bat. You're getting a glove and a locker room leader. Going to the Astros. Astros. I have him going, Travis, to a team that desperately needs a locker room leader, needs someone to try and help sustain the culture in a city he knows, the White Sox. The White Sox. The White Sox. They need a veteran presence in there. They need somebody to kind of stand up and and say it's all going to be okay, guys. Yeah. That seems like a Jason Hayward type of thing. Mm -hmm. Next up, Justin Turner. Justin Turner, obviously not who he once was. Mm -hmm. Still a serviceable bat. His defense has never been great. No. He was with Boston last year, I think. He was, yep. Hmm. Where's Justin Turner? Justin Turner will go to the Twins. I have him going back to the West Coast, Travis, with the Giants. Giants? Yes. So I can't wait for him to go to, to L.A. to take on the Dodgers wearing a Giants uniform. Oh, yeah, that would be extremely weird. Oh, very much so. 
we all would kind of just scratch our heads on that one. Uh, next up, Travis Ahmad Rosario from the Mets. Shortstop. A lot of people thought that he was going to be kind of a bigger deal than what he ended up being. Mm-hmm. But I think he's still young. Yeah. Uh, he will go to the. He will go to the. No, I don't think that. They already got his shortstop. Rosario. Um. All right, he'll go to the Tigers. To the Tigers, Travis says. Mm-hmm. All right, I, Travis, am going to go. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I'm going to the Cardinals. <laughs> Cardinals. Yeah. Hmm. You said Tigers, right? It's a Tigers. Okay. My computer's deciding it doesn't like me right now, so Mm. it's currently deciding I don't want to be online even though I have internet access. So that's really fun. Seems like the internet here is getting kind of funky. Yeah, it's doing some weird things on me. Since I came back this morning. I know. I blame you. It's my fault. Yeah. (laughs) All right. um, Next on the list, Travis, a former Cardinal, Harrison Bader. Bader. Harrison Bader. Speed. Defense. Did he have a, a decent year in, in New York this year? I think he was I don't injured. think anyone had a good year in New York this year, if I'm honest. I think he was injured. Yeah. Some. That seems to be the knock on him. Yeah. Lately. So, I say that Harrison Bader... We'll go to the Red Sox. To the Red Sox. Yeah, why not? I have him going, Travis. Again, another team that feels like every offseason signs somebody, and we all shake our heads and go, why are you signing that person? The Mariners. Seattle. Seattle. You know, they already have a center fielder. I know. <laughs> That's why I, I do it doesn't make much sense, but they always seem to sign somebody every year. So I had to I had to find him a person somewhere. Okay. Next up, Aroldis Chapman. Chapman. Hmm. Ended up working out there for the Rangers. Yeah. Who needs some bullpen help for a Chapman? Everybody. <laughs> You yeah. can never have too many bullpen arms, is what we found out. No. I say he will go to the uh, Angels. Angels. I have him staying in Texas, Travis, with the Rangers. I think it worked out well. I think the Rangers will give him a second look. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Even if it's just a one-year deal. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, next up, Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins. Probably one of the better kind of first baseman options on the free agent market. Mm. I will say staying in Philly. I agree. He seems like a Philly guy. I just don't see him moving from Philly. Yeah, I don't either. All right. We're going to start our run of former Cardinal pitchers now. Okay. Michael Waka. Ooh, Waka. He has been a very popular, like, hey, this could potentially happen because 
uh, he would be uh, on the cheaper side and obviously with the former ties mm -hmm. and everything. So uh, just because I think it's realistic possibility, I'll go with the Cardinals. Great minds think alike, Travis. I have him being reunited, and it feels so good in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, next, Jack Flaherty. Oh, Jack. I know you don't want this to be reunited. No. So where's Jack Flaherty go? Hmm, Jack Flaherty goes to the Braves. The Braves? Again, I love this because you and me don't talk beforehand. I don't have him going to the Braves. I have him going to the Mets. Okay. That seems like a Mets signing of signing somebody mm -hmm. who would end up being big money or bigger money than maybe they should be. Worth. Yeah. Next up, Jordan Hicks. Ooh, Hicks. Reportedly going to get some serious dough, serious cash in the offseason. Mm -hmm. Reportedly. I will have him going to the Reds. Ooh. Did not think of the Reds. I like that. I'm going to the Mariners. Seattle. Again, when in trouble, go to the West Coast and the Mariners. That's... <laughs> Next, uh, former Cub, Marcus Stroman. Or maybe future Cub, Marcus Stroman. Stroman. Depending on how you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. I will have Marcus Stroman going to the... Ooh, does he get reunited there? I don't think so. Uh, I have him going to the Rays. The Rays. Why not? Hmm. I'm going out to San Diego. San Diego. The Padres. Yeah, you know, this. the Padres, I'm not sure about them. Like, I don't know if they're going to be buyers or sellers because mm -hmm. uh, new manager, which right. looks to be Mike Schilt. Yep. But of uh, Hater, they're going to, there's trades of Soto yep. as yep. well yep. being get rid of. So I just don't know if they're going to be buyers or they're going to be sellers. I don't either, but I don't know. I, I couldn't really place him anywhere. Uh -huh. Because he had the injury thing towards the end of the year that kind of dampened, I think, his value. Mm -hmm. So he's one of those guys where I think is going to look for, again, it surprised me he opted out. It really did. But, all right, next up on our list, Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito. Former White Sox. Mm -hmm. At one point, a lot of people probably expected, you know, thought for sure he was going to be uh, – Maybe an ace on a staff, maybe a, you know, kind of a, a Cy Young candidate early in his career. Kind of has fallen off due to injuries the past couple of uh, years. Right. But where do you see Lucas Giolito going? Yeah, the uh, the move there to L.A. did not work out, no, uh, to uh, say the least. And they ended up uh, designate him for uh, assignment mm -hmm. and uh, was picked up by Cleveland where it didn't get any better nope. there for him as well. So. Uh, if you sign with him, hopefully he's a little bit better. Uh, so I'm going to go the the Red Sox. Red Sox. All right. I'm going to go where all baseball careers go to either get restarted or finish off. He's going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh. All right. Next up, Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler. Again, a bat. Definitely a bat. Um, mm. Was he on the Braves past couple of years? No, that was a couple of years ago. 
Yeah, he uh, signed with the uh, Marlins. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Had a decent year, I think. Uh, let's see. He uh 36 homers this past season. Yeah, that's a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Where does Jorge Soler end up? He opted out of his final year of his contract there, but I have him staying in Miami. I have him being reunited in Chicago, Travis. Hmm. Okay. I know everyone loves Pete Crow Armstrong. I -hmm. get that. But offensively, Pete Crow Armstrong is not giving you anything. We already saw that this year. So I think you bring in Solaire as a a DH possible outfielder with a bat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Teoscar Hernandez. Marlon? No, Mariner. The other M M team. Right. 26 homers, 93 RBIs yep. this past season. Yep. Uh, let's see. Teoscar Hernandez. I will have him going uh, to the Mets. Mets. I have him going to the Twins. Again, another team that always seems to sign somebody in the offseason. We all look around and go, why did they sign that person? Mm-hmm. Why did that person go there? I think Yeah, hopefully they should be good players. Yeah. So I, I think the twins I mean, put him with uh mm-hmm. it's a decent one two punch. Uh next up, Shoto Imanaga. Righty, uh, this is the guy that uh, everyone's favorite World Baseball Classic. Yep. He was the starter for Team Japan yep. in that gold medal game yep. against the US. Yep. I mean, this seems like a prime candidate for one of those uh, Seattle signings. Mm. I have him going to the Cubs, Travis. The Cubs? The Cubs. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sunny Gray. All right, here we go. Uh, Sunny <laughs> so and Gray. Traps gets into fantasy MLB the show world. All right. I know. <laughs> Turn the budgets off. Sunny <laughs> Gray. I will have a Sunny be a bright and sunny days there in St. Louis. <laughs> I have Sunny going to Philly. Philadelphia, okay. Philadelphia, I think. Uh, they seem like they just kind of need a, another piece, especially if they're losing one other piece. Right. So, uh, next, Josh Hader. Josh Hader. Mm. Josh Hader will go to the Cubs. Ah. Uh. Great minds think alike. Reunited Travis with his old manager Craig Council. Right. I was. I tried to look up yesterday whether they had maybe some like strife nope. between each other if they didn't really like each other, but I didn't really find it. So nope. uh, we all know that the Cubs need some bullpen help, yep, especially lefty bullpen mm-hmm. help. Yeah. So I think it just makes too much sense. Yep. Not the player he once was, but still a very serviceable player. You'll take it. Yep. Uh, next. From what you got? Oh yeah. Next up, Matt Chapman, Travis. Matt Chapman. 
Old Reliable, third base. Yep. Matt Chapman will go to the... Uh, Blue Jay? Yep, uh, we'll go to the Yankees. I have him going to the Cubs as well. <laughs> Talk about me, fantasy. Well, now, hold on. Wait a minute. All right, Matt Chapman would probably be the most expensive out of any of the players I mentioned going to the Cubs. Cubs need help at third base. Patrick mm-hmm. Wisdom is not the answer at third base unless you're playing the Cardinals for 162 games. Mm-hmm. Cubs need help at third. Matt Chapman's a very serviceable defensive third baseman, also very good with the bat as well. Right, yeah, there's not very many third basemen nope. out there nope. on the market. That's why I think the Cubs, again, showing that they've been aggressive with their manager hire, will be aggressive in trying to get Matt Chapman. Yeah. Former Cardinal Travis Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Good old Monty. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery. Where is Jordan going to go? Uh, I actually wouldn't mind if he went back to the uh, Cardinals at all. Yeah. That would be a pretty solid option. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have him uh, staying there in Texas. I agree. I, I think I, I think he pitched some of the best pitching he's pitched in the past couple of years there in Texas. So I, I, I think he'll stay in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, as we, we are now in our top five, Travis, Aaron yep. Nola. Aaron Nola. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's got a hit on one of these, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will go with the Mets here. The Mets. All right, I'm gonna say the Cardinals. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. I I think Aaron Nola ends up in St. Louis. I would love that. Uh, next, Blake Snell. Blake Snell. Another good option out there for the Cardinals. A little older, right? 31. 31. But he's going to win the Cy Young. So Probably. He's going to win the Cy Young. Uh, so I will go uh, out of left field here. I will go with the Giants mm. staying in the division. Hmm. I remember, Travis, a couple of years ago, there was a team that took a pitcher from the West Coast who was either winning the Cy Young or just got off the Cy Young and signed him. And we all went, huh? And it ended up not working out so well. I mean, Blake Snell follows that same path. He's going to the Diamondbacks. The D-backs. Retool. Get ready. Hmm. Interesting. I think that's a veteran presence in that very, very young team. Mm-hmm. Yamamoto. Oh, Yamamoto here. It's a, it's a slam dunk here. It's the Cardinals. I don't care what any one of these potential fits on any website that I look at. He's best friends with Lars Nubar, and he's potentially coming a budding relationship with Nolan Arenado and his brother. So, like, come on. We went there, and we watched him play. Lars played with him on Team Japan in the World huh? Baseball Classic. Huh? He's a shoe-in for the Cardinals. Uh, He's going to be in St. Louis. You keep believing that, Travis, because the one thing the Cardinals and friendships cannot compete with, and that is the money of the Steinbrenners. He goes to New York. Oh, the Yankees. Yep, Yankees. Money Mm. talks more than friendships. (sighs) Come on, be happy. Cody Bellinger. Bellinger. 
And see, this is where I have him going. I have him going to New York, the Yankees. Mm. See, I have him going back to the West Coast, Travis, and the Giants. The Giants. The Giants. Okay. And finally, Shohei Otani. The mythical fish. Everybody would everybody would love to have him. The unicorn. Mm. Who's going to pay for him? Is he going to do the uh, unthinkable and uh, stay there with the Angels? A lot of people are being like, oh, yep, he's definitely gone. But it wouldn't shock me if he re-upped with the uh, Angels. But uh, I think he stays in L.A., but he switches from red to blue. And he's a shoe-in for the Dodgers. Don't you do it. I wanted to go out of left field, Travis. I wanted to be crazy. I wanted to have fun. The Dodgers make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Especially with how their season ended. Right. It, yeah. it just makes the most sense for the Dodgers. It makes the most sense for Shohei. Mm-hmm. Unless the Yankees are going to open up the checkbook for him. Right. And say how much. And we don't care. Mm-hmm. And that he values that. Mm-hmm. But from everything we've heard, he values winning. And he wants to make the postseason. Right. And yeah. the Dodgers are the most shoo-in to do that. Now, with that being said, I don't think the Dodgers are the favorite to win the West next year as we stand here on November 7th. I don't think so. I think the Diamondbacks are the favorite to win the West. They just went to the World Series, for goodness sakes. They just swept the Dodgers yeah. in the postseason. Mm, I don't know. And the Dodgers are getting older. I think the Dodgers would still be the favorites. But I I don't think it's as much of a runaway as it was two, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, that I can agree with. So, uh, again, if he wants to make the postseason, I think the Dodgers are probably the best option. If he wants to make money, then I think it's the Yankees. If he wants to surprise all of us, Travis, I would love it if he went to somewhere no one would think of. I would love I would love Tampa. I would love Ugh. Houston. I would love Seattle. I'd love Oakland. Ugh. Oakland. Like if the A's wanted to make a splash before they went to Vegas, how would signing Shohei Otani that'd be that a would, splash? I would definitely do it. You know, I, I'd be okay with the Brewers being mad about Craig Council and signing Shohei Otani. Like I want oh crazy. Goodness. I want Toronto. Like, I want crazy. There you go. Toronto. But I th- I think the correct answer and the most logical answer is the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, I, I get bothered by that. Yep. I, I agree. I think it makes too much sense. Uh, i secretly hoping for the Cubs. I was like, please don't say the Cubs. Is this the whole thing again? I'll say it right now on this, and you can use this, Travis. I still think the Cubs are in on Shohei Otani. Mm. It's Bryce Harper all over again. He can, yeah. It is that history repeating itself. I just, I don't see that happening. I think it's a nice little dream, but I, I just don't. The Cubs are in on Shohei Otani. Well, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think I would. Be I believe we were still in on Bryce Harper even after he signed the contract with the Phillies. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Perpetual believer. <laughs> Obviously, maybe the price tag has gone down uh, just uh, slightly with him not being able to uh, pitch there and having a, a second elbow surgery. 
but still projected to be the uh, top free agent and uh, still well over uh, $300 million, $400 million is not out of the realm of possibility uh, there. So whoever's going to do it is going to have to open up the pocketbook and uh, basically give them the keys to the city and get out of jail free card, anything that you want, throw the book. There is Shohei Otani mm-hmm. there, and we'll just have to uh, wait and uh, see. You know, just have to wait and see. So it kind of sounds like, you know, you could potentially see some trades happening as well. One of the big names that's uh, floated out there is Juan Soto. Potentially it could be on the move there. Uh, I know the Cubs have been kind of uh, sprinkled in talks there. I've seen them going to the Yankees. Uh, potentially if they want to make a move and they want to follow Travis Sparks's uh, video game mm-hmm. uh, moves, certainly do that. I hope that is the case. They follow suit there. Uh, Pete Alonzo is also another player for the Mets that could potentially uh, be on the move uh, there. Uh, that's really the couple that I had off the top of my head. Yep. Without, um, MLB potential trades, potential trade. Potential trades. 2023. Uh, Tyler O'Neill as well, if you want to throw a Cardinal uh, in there. Uh, Paul Blackburn for the A's have been uh, talked about as a potential trading chip. We'll see if the Cardinals actually pull the trigger on either O'Neill or Carlson potentially as well. Uh, Logan Gilbert, potentially. Uh, Corbin Burns could be on the move, trading out there from uh, Milwaukee. Um, and my computer is not cooperating. With yeah, me neither there. is mine. Jeez. Uh, wow. This is f- like a Monday. Yep. It's like a Monday around here. Yep. Thanks, Internet. Don't know what's up with it, but... All right, so uh, we'll uh, have to uh, continue this at a uh, later time and uh, see if it takes forever for some of these to sign uh, places. Hopefully Tommy Fan gets it done. Liam Hendricks, we could be waiting a while. Rosario, Votto maybe as well. But uh, we'll see where mm-hmm. they go. And it should be a fun off season there to uh, take a look at. Uh, there, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, shut this thing down, and uh, it's great to be back here in the uh, studio. Great to have you again. Back. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be uh, back for sure. So we'll be back tomorrow to unleash more sports takes. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. <laughs>